Hi everybody. I just want to hear. I just want to be here for you today and coach you on some of my insights and some of my lessons from my career as a student. That is my. That has been my life. A a lifelong student and a professional student in many respects. That I I really from from the youngest age I can imagine took things very sincerely but not seriously. And that is the direction that we're going to take this coaching session together today. And it's it's about how to how to learn and to live with confidence to to be sure of yourself when you enter uh, an exam room, for example, or or what it takes to what it takes to go out into the world and be sure that you are expanding and becoming more every single day and making sure that you are immersing yourself in the lessons of life. Lessons that are that so, not somebody out there is trying to instill in you or beat into you in, in the manner that so many of us have, have grown up with that ethos that the lessons that we have to learn are, are mandated and that they're you know, state-mandated or God-mandated. Somebody is wanting to instill these lessons and messages in you. But it isn't like that at all. Uh, at least that's not been my experience. Where where I've really always had the, the attitude uh, for, for many years, an unconscious one, of, of eagerly learning, of eagerly being studious, just wanting to expand and to soak in all that I can from my environment, from my everyday experience. And I want to share some of those insights and lessons with you today. So here we go. There's one thing that's for sure, that when somebody is clearly trying to teach you a lesson, none of us wants to learn. It sucks, frankly, to be told that you need to learn this. Because the feeling that we get when we hear that, when we experience that, is that is just like one of this aching pressure that doesn't really need to be there. Because we all have it in us, this desire to, to learn more and to be more and to do more. And to, and to experience a more full life. So, the pure, pure idiocy of somebody saying that you have to learn this is what penetrates us so deeply and gets us started off on the wrong foot when it comes to learning. So whether it's something that a lot of people find boring or useless like mathematics, which I've always found to be inspiring and brilliant and elegant, um, or, or something that doesn't have as much value to the world, like studying any of the softs, either the soft sciences or, or even the arts, a lot of people don't find that applicable to their real world. Um, you know, whether it be in art class or English class. There's always ways to find within us reasons to not want to learn something. Again, especially when someone is telling us that we have to learn. So, first of all is to, even if somebody in your life is telling you that you have to learn something, the first step is to distance yourself from that message. The, fir the first step is to 
recognize that you don't have to learn anything. It is your nature. It is your innate desire to learn. So even if you have someone in your ear, again, saying that to you, find any way you can to tune them out, whether that's for five minutes in the morning or at night where you're by yourself, no phones, no nothing, just you. Just to reaffirm to yourself that you love to learn. And if the first thoughts in your head are, are literally the voice of your mother, your father, your caretaker, your teachers, saying you have to learn this, that's okay. Let that be what it is. But the process that we're gonna that is important here is to gradually coax ourselves back into the affirmation, yes, but the 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 knowledge, the innate knowledge that learning is our superpower. Learning is our nature. Learning is our is our right. Is our is our right not in a governmental or a societal sense, but from a from an individualistic and a personal a a life sense. That it is our is our given right at birth to to acquire information, knowledge, experience, things even, food. We are we are acquirers, we are absorbers, we are consumers of all of these different aspects that create the platform for for what we do and for what we for how we experience and how we operate in the world. And again, we do it so naturally when we haven't been programmed with people's idea, other people's ideas, that we, of course, when we're when we're young, we want to learn as much as we can about how to how to survive, how to how to be loved, how to how to gain others' approval, just so that we maintain a sense of stability as we get our footing in our physical bodies. And a lot of times, it's actually short-circuited. Our learning is short-circuited by the demands and by the forcible, forcibly put upon us messages of, of needing to learn, of needing to do things a certain way. We'll find, we will always find what we gravitate towards, what we want to learn, what we want to explore, if we let it be so. So the whole purpose of this, you don't have to right away go from I hate learning to I love learning. But if it is strong for you that you don't like to learn, that you don't like doing what people tell you to do, we just want to soften that a little bit, okay? We just want to, we want to go from the intense resistance to learning, especially when it comes to a mandated curriculum. We want to soften that just a bit to say, to remind ourselves of these basic truths of learning being our natural way, of learning being what we want to do. That when we are interested in something, of course we want to learn all we can about that. That when it doesn't come to a an absolute necessity or an absolute mandate from the outside, that when it comes from within, that when it comes from a desire, 
It is natural for us. When it comes to our survival, when it comes to our, when it comes to being hungry and, and therefore wanting to consume food, of course we, of course we're going to learn, learn and integrate that information of food. It's natural to us, right? So that's, that's an easy example where, of course, we're going to look for ways to, to find and to consume and to, frankly, enjoy eating food. Our lives are beautiful when we can enjoy our food, when we can enjoy our sleep, when we can enjoy that part, that integration, that so much of, if you, if you've ever gone into some of the research on, on sleep studies, it's remarkable that so much of our long-term learning and long-term memory takes place when we are deep in sleep and able to integrate what we've experienced during the day into knowledge and learning for the future for our lifetimes. So when we are able to enjoy our sleep, not in the moment, but the after effects of sleep in particular, when we can actually rest and feel refreshed in the morning, that we are empowered with the knowledge of the day before, empowered from the re- resetting of the of the, even the downsides of the day before. When you first wake up in the morning, you have a chance to get on the right foot, right footing. Now, if you took that to heart, maybe you'll already have felt some softening to that intense resistance, and you feel that reminder. You feel that sense of oh. Yeah, so that makes sense. When I want something, it's not so much that I hate learning or that I don't want to learn. It's actually it actually is enjoyable. It is natural. And even if you don't feel that to the extreme, you can start to get a sense of, of what I'm talking about. And well, the whole point of this really is to share that. Even though I've had resistance developed later in my life, especially to, to learning, that, in fact, the best times I've ever had is when I'm learning something new, in school even. Um, but let me give you an example of one way that some of my resistance to learning developed, actually, at the so probably somewhere in the eighth grade to high school range, and a resistance to reading. Before, before middle school and high school, I used to love, 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 love to pick up a book and, if I could, finish it all in one day. I even stayed home from school one day in fifth grade to just read a book all day long, and I finished it all during the school hours, or what would have been the school hours. And really, I don't even really know how it developed, but but after a while, the process of reading became associated with the school curriculum and the joy of read. It became no longer about the joy of reading, but it became about reading for comprehension and for test taking or for essay writing. And I imagine so many of you feel exactly like that. It's just like whatever was an enjoyment was taken away. 
And I'm totally with you on that. I'm completely with you on that. And to be honest, the resistance to it in me that developed, I think sets the stage for for this right here, to realize that this actually is a, a addressable need in the world that so many of us have felt like we're being spoon-fed knowledge and that we're being told what to think and told what to learn and told what to believe, that we never really know who we are, that we grow up and, and we see our parents so lost in their 40s and 50s, and we don't want to grow up to be like them. And when, especially when they're the ones telling us what to do, it doesn't make sense because we we see that we see what they've turned into, and when they've followed the rules, maybe they maybe they've survived, but have they really lived? We don't we're, we we realize that survival just isn't enough for for us. That that there's something more to life. The enjoyment of life. We deserve that. We all deserve that. Our parents deserve that. And our future children, if we so choose to have them, deserve that. The next point I want to talk about is how learning is a lifelong thing. You're never going to learn everything there is to learn. So as soon as you recognize that seriously, that you have it, have it deeply ingrained in you, that you're never going to stop learning. Then there's no stress to learn something on somebody else's timeline. Then you can release more of that resistance when it comes to learning something along a short time scale. So the reason I say that is because when somebody says, you have to learn this, Again, similar thing as we talked about before, but this is this is about learning something in a certain time span. You have to learn this, and you have to learn it now. That puts us, again, in that state of hyper-stress or hyper-anxiety, which often decreases our ability to learn. We're most able to learn and absorb when we're open, when we are at ease, when we are relaxed and so if we are concerned about the time we go into a primal state or a fear-based state and can't be relaxed learning is in some ways again survival mode and a process a necessity within us but in all in some ways it's also a luxury to be able to synthesize and acquire knowledge that is beyond our survival. The pure survival mode is not one of learning, in fact, um, but I say it's a survival instinct or a need to learn because one of our needs, especially as humans, is to is to grow. That if we're not growing, we feel as if we're dying or if we're not you know, we're not contributing in a certain way all of these impacts our overall well-being so in that sense it's built into us to want to learn especially as it pertains to our physical survival but anyways back to the main point of 
when we're in that super flight or fight or flight state we are primed for action and yes we can take information in rapidly but it drains us now learning at its best it fuels us it gives us life that if we are steady and relaxed and calm then we can take in information and assimilate it rather quickly without getting drained in the fight or flight state our energy systems are ramped up beyond their resting capacity and it draws in energy to be used for the immediate short term again primes us for action puts blood into the extremities into the into the muscles so that we can move and act but we don't necessarily need that when it comes to any sort of cognitive learning or or even a skill where well let's let's say it is a, let's say it is a physically based skill the reason that we would rather be in a relaxed state is so that our muscles and and our and our and our brains and our bodies brains are part of our bodies by the way of course that may seem obvious but a lot of us tend to think that it's somehow separate or this other thing but it's very much a part of our physicality and so being physically active and fit indeed helps our brain capacity be enhanced and greater but when it comes to learning something brand new even if it is a physical skill let's use my favorite example of golf that if we are stressed out we're going to do the bare minimum to get it over with get over with whatever movement we are doing and want to escape it in the future right that's that's that makes sense that when we're stressed out we would want to do whatever it takes in the short term and then get into a safe space after that but if we care about what it is we're learning about in the example of golf if we want to get better in the long term then being open and primed to learn in an excited fashion in a in a receptive fashion in a willingness as opposed to a resistance then we'll have no problem repeating those same circuits in our brains and bodies and in our muscles because our muscles are heavily innervated meaning infused and composed of nerve fibers to fire the muscle fibers and so these are those are the, our nerves are you know circuitry our cells are a type of circuitry that when the and the way in which those circuits are configured is stored in our brains and in our entire bodies and so it's very state dependent i'm not sure if you've heard that that's that's why a lot of people who 
think that they're creative on alcohol or some drug, they tend to go back to that state and think that they're creative because of the drug, but no, they just have found, they've just activated their circuits in a certain way so that it's state dependent. So if you learn something in a certain state, you have to return to that state in order to utilize it best because your body and your brain associate that state with that certain activity. So if you want to be if you want to be relaxed when you're taking the test, it's even more important that you're relaxed when you're learning it so that you can then go back to that relaxed state and learn and implement your learnings in that same state. All of the necessary information flows to you when you repeat the state. And if you want to live a life full of stress, that's a different story. But first you have to decide what's the state that you want to be in. Now fear is not a bad thing. The primal states are not a bad thing. Especially when it has very much to do with an existential threat. Again, it mobilizes all that energy for that certain state. For that certain scenario. It links the scenario with the the bodily state and the emotional and the physical state. So it's when it comes to matter of of choice as opposed to an existential threat or we're choosing to go to school or we're choosing to learn a skill. Yes, we may end up doing something for our job or for our, you could say, for your survival to earn money. But we've kind of grown beyond that as a society that we don't need to fall back into those primal states of hunting or fleeing that we can in fact choose what state we want to be in and how we want to experience our lives so that's very important